It is time for JT Office Hours. So I am super excited uh, to have this time together. So for those of you who um, don't know me, my name is Erica Jordan Thomas, and I'm on Facebook Live and IG Live. So if you see my head kind of swiveling, that's why. It's because I'm on both. But um, my name is Erica Jordan Thomas. I am an educator. I am a full-time doctoral student, and I'm owner of EJT Consulting. And so I'm going live today for JT Office Hours. If you um, are in my private Facebook community, Get Launch Consulting, uh, inspiring a community for aspiring and growing education consultants, you know that this is something that I'm going to be doing biweekly. So every other Thursday, I'm going to be doing office hours, and how this works is that We'll release a poll in the group with a few questions that folks have submitted or folks may have dropped, and the group votes on those questions. So the question, the three questions that receive the top votes get answered by me during office hours. So I'm excited to, to answer questions today and just to, again, give you a little bit of background about me and why I am, am here to, to give you the answers and what experience I have that has led me to be able to share some thinking with you. So I launched my consulting business about three years ago. And since that time, it's been such an amazing experience. Um, I have been able to serve over 30 clients and, um, excuse me, 30 different organizations and partners have served literally hundreds of school leaders across the country and um, have been able to have five-figure months. And so um, it's been such a phenomenal experience. To be transparent, I'm not sure I could have made the move to be a full-time doctoral student without my consulting business because it funded my move, it allowed me to save, and it allows me to live comfortably, even though I don't have a steady paycheck anymore. And before this, uh, my program, I was a principal. And so I'm a former teacher, former instructional coach, assistant principal, former principal, and now a full-time student. So I see we have some folks in the room with us. Um, feel free to drop your name and your location so that way I know where you're logging in from, where you're joining. And let me know, you know, the stage of your business. And so if it's just an idea, if you've had a couple of contracts or, you know, if you've had your business for, you know, uh, a year, a couple of years, um, you know, just just let me know a little bit about who you are and drop in the comments so that way we can build community together. So um, the three questions that got the top votes this week are, um, how do you balance consulting while you're still working full-time, so you have a full-time role. Around The second question is around pricing. So in terms of like pricing strategy, should you, the question is, should pricing be different when you first start or when you first launch to build clientele or should you just start strong? And then the third question is, how do you market in a virtual world? So I'm going to take a few minutes and talk about each of the questions as I'm talking through each of them. If you got questions that comes up or comments or the light bulb or anything, feel free to, to drop in the comments so that way we can be in community together. So um, I've taken some notes. So if you see me looking down, that's because I'm, I'm looking at my notes to make sure that I hit the points um, related to each of these questions. So we're going to start with question number one, which is how do you balance working full-time 
in addition to your consulting business? So I absolutely love this question. This is such a great question um, because this is the reality for many folks. And this is my reality when I started my consulting business. So I was still a principal when I started my consulting business. So talk about a full-time job. I'm sure there are also, you know, everyone um, in our group who's educators, I'm sure, you know, the full-time role is, is, is a lot as well as, you know, especially if you got coworkers at home um, that we're all managing many different things right now. Um, If you have your full-time role or even just in the midst of this pandemic, how do you create space for your business? So I love this question. And I first just want to start with getting really clear on why do you want to start your business? Like, what does this mean for you? What does this mean for your impact? What does this mean for the, your community? Getting really clear and grounded in, in what you want it to be true as a result of leading through your business. So you could be doing many different things. You could be creating, you know, going, have a strategy in terms of um, how to create a, a stream of revenue that isn't a consulting business. Why specifically are you choosing a consulting business? So I think that's the first place to start is getting really clear around why you're starting your business. So for example, when I started my consulting business, my why was centered around two, two, I had two whys. My first why was that I wanted to help more principals because I had been in many different networks with many different principals and there was just such a gap in quality professional learning for principals. Like I wanted to do something about it. So I was driven by the impact. I was driven by having a significant impact and wanting to help other leaders because my belief um, around improving education really centers around having great leaders within a building. And so that was my first why. And then my second why was centered around Um, the reality was, is that I was going to be transitioning to grad school. (laughs) And so like, it was a little bit of pressure prompted of like, all right, like I I need to like start saving in order to like have the type of transition that I want. I need to save. I need to pay off debt. Like I got to, you know, make some moves. So there was a little bit of also this pressure prompted nature as well, too. So I think that's the first part place to start when we're talking about how to balance your your consulting business with a full-time role is getting super clear on your why. Because starting a business is not easy. Starting a business while you're working a full-time is not easy. And you have to be really grounded in your why because that's what you're going to come back to that's going to motivate you when when you're you're just in the thick of it, when you have to do the hard work to build your business from the ground up. So that's the first place is to start with your why. And then where, then you actually have to think about like the technicality of it, which is like, well, how do I actually, you know, create the time and space for my business in the midst of everything that's happening and going on? So I think a good question to ask yourself would be realistically, how many hours can you dedicate to your business a week? Like when you sit down and think about your time, your day, I think you should also think about your energy. So for example, For me, it is not realistic to plan to work on my business Fridays after 5 p.m. because like my energy is like no good. Like I'm trying to chill. I'm not like my mind is fried from the week. That's not the best time for me to be thinking about my business. For me, you know, I actually get my juices flowing like on Sundays in the afternoon 
Um, I also get juices flowing, you know, late Saturday. I'm one of those, especially now in the pandemic and DJ Nice is on IG and like spinning tunes Saturday around eight o'clock. Like I'm going and I'm in the, the zone. That's how my energy fluctuates. And so think about realistically, how much time can you spend on your business per week in terms of hours and thinking about your energy level throughout the week and then make a commitment to yourself through to actually, you know, dedicate that time to your business, even if it's just an hour a week, like whatever that that time commitment is, make that commitment through putting it on your calendar, eliminating distractions. So when I'm working on my business, I turn, well, my phone is always on do not disturb during the day, but I literally move my phone to the other side of the room. So I'm not checking it. Um, if you have coworkers at home, this might mean, you know, having some type of arrangement, whether it's your physical space, if you have a partner, maybe you're, you know, having in conversation with your partner in terms of how to make that time for you as, as distraction free as possible, but really setting yourself up to have that uninterrupted time focused on your business and thinking through what would that require, you know, from you? Does, does that mean putting it on your calendar? Does that mean, you know, putting, turning off the notifications on your phone, working with, you know, your, your partner or a family member, or um, if you have a, a older coworker in the, in the home, maybe it's where you're, you're working in your, your, where you live, like the actual space. Maybe it's not working at the dining room table, but you're work or not working from the couch. Maybe you work at the dining room table, like take all of those things in mind to be able to create that sanctuary for yourself dedicated to your business. And so even if, you know, pick a starting point, an hour a week or two hours a week is significant. Like that's better than nothing. And so given that, you know, you're, you're figuring out your, your time commitment to your business and it's going to take a little bit of trial and error. So you definitely want to have some grace for yourself. Um, you, you really want to prioritize your time to focus on the decisions that matter in your business. So you don't want to only have an hour per week and be spending an hour on like animations on a presentation. <laughs> like, like that's not going to be the best use of that hour um, to, to, you know, if that's the only time you have during the week in your business is, you know, you want to be spending it in ways that are going to have the biggest impact in your business. So if that means like taking time to brainstorm a list of five to 10 leads or potential clients and spending that time reaching out to them, if that means making some type of collateral for your business so that way you can send to people as you're making these contacts, you want to spend time on the things that matter. And so um, my business coach, Rachel Rogers, will, uh, if you're in my private Facebook community, you see me drop a ton of her podcasts. One of the things that she says is you want to spend time on $10,000 decisions, not $10 decisions. So animations in the PowerPoint is a $10 decision. But sending emails to potential clients, to potential leads is a $10,000 decision. So when you're, when you're balancing your consulting business and your full-time job, you want to spend and prioritize your time around those $10,000 decisions. So drop into the chat, like, you know, what, what that brings up for you, whether if that's like a, a, a your time commitment, how much time are you thinking about per week that you can realistically dedicate towards your business? Drop into the chat and let me know. Is it an hour? Is it, you know, two hours? Maybe it's four hours. Let me know in the chat 
And then think about like what you need to be able to create a distraction-free zone for yourself is that, you know, sometimes, you know, for me, I literally will go and work. Obviously with COVID, this is a little complicated, but I will work in a different place. And so I might like actually get an Airbnb for the weekend or, you know, maybe get a hotel room for the weekend. So that way I can eliminate as many distractions as possible. Um, So also let me know in the chat what things you're thinking about in terms of strategy to be able to minimize that the, the, the sacred work time that you are identifying for yourself and really be able to protect it. And then the last thing I'll name related to this first question is um, there is a really, really fine line between not having enough time for your business or thinking you don't have enough time for your business or avoiding making time in your business because you're afraid of of the unknown or what will come next. So I just want to name that because there might be some of us who are feeling the tension uh, and dedicating time towards our business while we're still working full time. And the tension could be because you have many things on our plate because we all do in the middle of the pandemic. And or the tension could be this is the first time that you are launching a business. It feels really scary and you're not quite sure if, if what to do and you're afraid to fail. So you are actually avoiding spending time on the business you want to build. So I just want to name that because if that's coming up for you, then actually the action step is a little bit different. It's less about creating the time and it's more so around like mentally your mindset around thinking around all the things that could go right when you dedicate the time in your business rather than focusing on all the things that might go wrong. So I just want to name that that's, you know, uh, the language that I use given, you know, some of my interactions in my, in my business programs that I'm in and coaching groups is like mind trash. That might be some of the mind trash that could be popping up here is thinking you don't have enough time when actually underneath it, it might be that I'm, I've, I've this is the first time I'm I'm launching a business and this feels really scary and I'm actually like avoiding doing the work. So I just want to name that really thin line. And if that resonates with you, um, then then there's a different kind of action step there. All right. SEO Kima said that she is going to start and aim for an hour a week right now. Come on, Akima. Yes. Ugh. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Working upstairs. Instead of downstairs on the couch will help me be productive. I love that. I absolutely love that. Our environment matters, y'all. And obviously the pandemic is making this more clear than, you know, than we may have known before. But like now I have such a greater level of awareness of how, what type of environment I need in order to be productive. And that same, you know, those same characteristics apply in your business too. So you want to create that space. All right. Question number two is a pricing question. And it's, Should pricing be different when I'm first launching my business to build clientele or should I just start strong? And I'm making the assumption here is when people say start strong, they mean to have a higher price point um, of their services. So I I think this is a great question. I love this question. So um, my, my thought to this question is that when it comes to your pricing, The first person you will have to convince of your pricing is yourself. No matter what the number is, 
you will have to be clear and confident in that number. You will have to be able to understand, internalize your rationale behind that number. It will have to make sense to you. Because if it doesn't make sense to you, you won't be able to confidently speak to that number. You are more likely to be wavering from that number. And so I, I share this thought because, I mean, pricing is such a complex thing in, in our consulting business. And so part of this is, is a lot of times when I talk to aspiring consultants, you know, and they're thinking through their pricing, they just pick a number, but they really can't explain like where the number came from. They're like, well, it just kind of felt good. And there really wasn't, they can't articulate the strategy behind the number. And so I think what's, what's, what's important here when you're thinking about your pricing is less, is can you, uh, what is your strategy behind your pricing? And are you confident in that strategy? You could be charging a hundred dollars or $5,000, if you are confident in either price point, that is what matters the most. It's less about the number and more so about your ability to be able to, to rationalize and, and, and internalize why that number is the right number, because that's what's going to set you up for success to be able to um, speak confidently from that number and explain to your your client, especially if they come back with another proposal, like why you're picking that number and why you're you're staying grounded in that. So the first person you'll have to convince with your pricing is yourself. And the second thing that I'll name is that pricing is a journey. And so, you know, honestly, when it, you know, going back to the question of should it be different versus, you know, when you launch to build clientele or should you just start strong? The, honestly, it's up to you. Like it's it's what do you want to do? What would feel meaningful for you? What would um, give you joy? What would motivate you to be able to show up for that client? What would make you feel fulfilled? And and part of that um, is understanding that pricing is a journey. So what would give you joy and fulfill you when you first started your business? might be different than when you're three years into your business. So pricing is a journey. You always have the right to change your mind. So whatever price you start with does not have to be the price you have forever in your business. I've had my consulting business for three years. The pricing I started with in my business is not the same pricing that I have today. And that leads me to my last point is that sometimes it takes you literally just doing the work to develop your pricing strategy of like, you can pick a number, you can have an opinion, you can feel confident in it and like be able to justify and then get into the work and be like, actually, you know what? I have a, like clear evidence of my impact. And like, I actually need to charge more because I'm actually creating this type of result for my client. And now, I mean, I already knew I was good, but now I also have this external proof point or testimonial that like, I can, this will justify me raising my prices. Um, so it's really up to you. Um, and I don't think there's there's a right or wrong strategy. I think what's underneath it, what's most important is that you are convinced of your pricing. You understand your pricing and you feel confident in your pricing. If you pick a number and it doesn't make you feel confident in that pricing, you can confidently name it for a client. Your client's going to know you're not confident in your pricing. And so that's what's most important. All right. so. 
drop in the comments. Let me know, um, you know, what, what that, what thoughts that might spark for you, um, what questions that might bring up for you related to pricing, um, or just any, any reactions that you have to that. And then our last question is around marketing in a virtual world. So how do you market now that, you know, COVID has kind of shifted the reality of our world and many services are virtual? Um, how does that impact marketing? So the first, first thing to just know with marketing is like you have to be consistent. So regardless of what your marketing strategy is, you have got to be consistent. So that's where you really want to think about, especially, you know, given our top question that got the most votes this weekend or this week around how you can launch your, your consulting business while also still working full time or balancing both of them. You have to think through, like, what can you show up consistently with with your marketing strategy? Is it going to be social media? Is it going to be a weekly email to your email list? Is it going to be your website? Like whatever that is it going to be a podcast or a blog, like each of us, you know, have have kind of things that give us joy and things that suck our energy. So social media sucks your energy. That's probably not the strategy for you to kind of start with, because it sounds like you may not be consistent with social media if you pick that one. So pick one that's going that you know that you can be consistent with, given whatever your strengths are, your time commitment, um, you know, whatever, whatever your circumstances are. And then I kind of was alluding to this, but the next point for this question is pick a strategy that you enjoy. So again, if you, if social media does not get you fired up, if it actually like, like feels really overwhelming to you, if you don't even personally enjoy social media, that may not be the marketing strategy for you. If you enjoy writing, then maybe, you know, an email list, a weekly email or blogs might be your, your, your strategy. If you enjoy like showing up and being in front of the camera and talking to people, maybe webinars might be your strategy. So just think about what gives you joy, what lights you up, because whatever strategy you, you pick in order to be consistent with it, you got to like it. You got to enjoy it. And then the last thing here related to this question is tell your story. So what's, what's your story of why you do this? around the problem your business is solving, the story around your impact, if you have had clients before, and even if, and actually, even if you haven't had clients, you've done this work before, so you still have testimonials. They may not be paid clients, but you have testimonials. Maybe you're your own testimonial, but tell the story in whatever marketing strategy that is, whether you pick a blog, social media, a webinar, a podcast, tell the story. Stories is what connects with people, walk people through the journey and be really clear with your impact because that's what's going to build trust with your audience. And um, that's how people are, are going to connect with you. And then want to learn more about you is really hearing the story. So, so those are our three, three questions for today. And as I mentioned that um, office hours with JT, it's, it's going to happen every other Thursday. And so the poll with our next set of questions will drop this upcoming week. And so if you are not in the Facebook group, my private Facebook group community on IG, you want to go to the link in my bio, click on that link, and then go ahead and um, just click the Facebook community link to be able to join us. And if you are in my private Facebook community and you're interested in 
you know, diving deeper into your consulting business and really like building this out and launching it because this is really on your heart, then I have a a program that might be helpful for you because I'm going to help you you know, go after your consulting dreams. So I do have a program exclusively for educators. It is by an educator for an educator called Get Launch Consulting. And it's a program that walks phenomenal educators through launching their consulting business. So I'm getting ready to ramp the program, the next cycle of the program up um, for enrollment. And so if you're interested in receiving more information about that, of being the first to know when enrollment opens, then you want to join our wait list. So I'm going to drop a link into um, our comments here. So that way for folks who are interested in that, you can just uh, click the link to join the wait list for, for uh, Get, Lunch, Get Launch Consulting. Like I said, you'll be the first to know when enrollment opens. So if you are on Instagram, you just want to go to the link in my bio and that's how you can join the wait list for the program. Um, I've already helped 90, over 90 educators in launching their consulting business, y'all, because the world needs us. Your gifts are great. Your gifts are grand. And your gifts deserve to be expanded and multiplied to reach more students and communities. And so while you do that, I also want to make sure that you charge your worth because you deserve to be financially free just as anybody else. And so that's really at the crux of my program is, is expanding your impact while you're also going after your own definition of freedom. Um, so if you're interested, if you're on Facebook, the link is in the comments. IG, just click the link in my bio and I'll be back in two weeks going live. But in the meantime, check out this Thursday for the next set of questions. That way you can vote. And then I'll be back for Office Hours with JT in two weeks to answer the, our next set of three questions that receive the most votes. All right, good people. Be safe, be well, and I will talk to you soon.